Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're going to be breaking down my week number five quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. We're going to go game to game from Thursday night football all the way until Monday night football telling you guys whether I think you should start or sit the quarterbacks in all of those games. But before we can get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, then please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below while you're down there. Whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure to leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you'd like to check out my Patreon to get an answer to any of the questions you guys may have or for my weekly rankings make sure to check it out link in the video description for seven dollars and fifty cents a month so without further ado let's get into my week number five quarterback start or sit decisions we begin with thursday night football the chicago bears at the washington commanders now justin fields as well as sam howell are going to be starts for me in this game now justin fields finally showed up for once, right? Quarterback three last week, but if we're being honest, while he did look great in that game and it felt like, ooh, that Justin Fields that we drafted a couple of weeks ago to have all this upside, that's the guy who showed up. The Justin Fields from deep down the stretch of last season that was stretching out the defense's ass last season. But we have to note that that may have just been because it was the Broncos. The Broncos defense is a disaster. Now, the Bears' defense is worse. The Bears ultimately choked that game, despite the fact that their head coach, Eberflus, is a defensive-minded head coach. But it is what it is. The Chicago Bears lose, but Justin Fields plays well. Now, the Commanders' defense aren't some world beaters. It's not fantastic, but they are certainly much better than the Broncos. So my personal hope is that Fields can continue balling out and continuing to remain a guy that is start-worthy week in and week out, but it does certainly scare me to put him in my starting lineup this week. Sam Howell definitely has less upside than Fields, right? In this game, Justin Fields has a very strong and big range, right? Pause. This guy could be the quarterback one or he could be the quarterback 32, right? He could throw four interceptions, he could get sacked a million times, and he could look like absolute shit, or he could look amazing, right? The range of outcomes is very high here. There's a bunch of different outcomes. Whereas for Sam Howell, he's probably going to finish anywhere from quarterback 16 to quarterback 5 because the Bears' defense is awful. So if you have Howell and Fields, Personally, I would start Justin Fields because he has more upside, but Sam Howell is 100% safer. Three out of the four games he has played this season, he has been a top 14 quarterback. And again, the Bears defense is complete and utter dick cheese. So I think Sam Howell is a very solid start this week. And if you are having, maybe you have Justin Herbert or Geno Smith or Deshaun Watson or your starting quarterback, then if Sam Howell is available on the waiver wire, I would certainly pick him up and start him this week. Next up, we move to London, baby. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Now, Josh Allen completely eviscerated the washed allegations after a poor week one against the Jets, right? Now, I, for one, was dancing on the grave of the Bills because I hate the Buffalo Bills. As a Dolphins fan, but we all kind of knew Josh Allen would bounce back. And this guy absolutely tore my Miami Dolphins 
a new one. Currently the quarterback two on the season. Solid matchup up against the Jags. You're starting him anyways. Doesn't matter which defense he's playing against. Solid matchup though against the Jaguars. Though I will note, it is important to understand that while this matchup is great, the game is in London and we all know some wacky shit typically happens in the London games. I definitely do believe the Jaguars have a pretty big advantage here considering the Jaguars have been here for the last two weeks. Trevor Lawrence has been pretty sub-ideal this season. I would certainly start him this week, but the matchup against the Buffalo Bills is concerning enough to not rank him inside the top eight at the quarterback this week. I think he looked good against Atlanta. Hopefully he builds upon that and plays a lot better this week against the Bills. But again, that Bills defense looks scary, but they are dealing with a bunch of injuries so that may be able to open the door for success for Trevor Lawrence. Next up, we move to the beginning of the real Sunday slate, right? The game in London's in the morning. Now we get to one o'clock the Houston Texans at the Atlanta Falcons in this one I'm going to be starting up CJ Stroud with supreme confidence top 13 quarterback in all three of the last three games currently the quarterback 10 on the season at this point this offense looks amazing Eco, Cousin, Let's Go Bowling. They have Tank Dell, Damian Pierce, Dalton Schultz for whenever they want to use him, Robert Woods, right? This is a really good offense. And at this point, it really feels like unless the matchup is straight dookie, you need to start him every single week. Now, last week, I worried, hey, they're going up against the Steelers. The Steelers have a great defense, and C.J. Stroud stunted all over them. Plus, the two missing offensive linemen, like Tunsil, are reported to be coming back this week. So CJ Stroud has been balling with like half a condom on. Now imagine what happens if the offensive line actually protects for him. We have great things coming for CJ Stroud. Desmond Ritter, polar opposite, right? I just gave the gawk gawk 9,000 metaphorically to CJ Stroud. Desmond Ritter is down the toilet. This guy is completely garbage. He is atrocious. Please, Arthur Smith, bench him for Taylor Heineke. Well, we know Arthur Smith is too much of a stooge to do that. Two picks in London last week with one interception. Now, they have been giving him more passing opportunities, right? It hasn't just been a run, run, run the ball gently down the stream affair for the Falcons, mainly because they have to throw late in the games because they're getting their back blown out. But even with Ritter throwing more, it doesn't really help them. It feels like that one solid game he had this year was a complete and utter anomaly. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Detroit Lions. Bryce Young is going to be a sit for me. He has yet to finish inside the top 20 at the quarterback position. Now, it is reported that the Carolina Panthers, Frank Reich, the organization, is looking to make a move for a wide receiver one. Who could they get? Maybe they could trade for uh, Wiki Wiki DJ Moore. But that is telling that the organization is very confident in Bryce Young's ability. Even in great matchups like up against the Vikings, though, Bryce Young doesn't play well. Now, obviously, I say this a bunch, so I just want to kind of preface what I'm saying with this. I don't think that Bryce Young is instantly a bust. Four games, three games, because he missed one game into his NFL career. Of course not. Well, let's be honest with you. He's not playing on the level of C.J. Stroud. He's not playing on the level of Anthony Richardson. And that's not a terrible thing. Some quarterbacks, they need to be massaged. They need to be worked in to things, right? And that's okay. But right now, the Lions defense is looking ferocious like a real lion. And 
Bryce Young isn't looking great. Again, he shit the bed against the Vikings. One of the worst defenses in the whole fucking NFL. So Bryce Young is a sit. The Goffinator, Jared Goff, is going to be a sit for or a start for me, I should say. The Panthers defense is pretty underwhelming, if I'm being honest with you. I know they looked all right last week up against the Vikings, but I think the Lions are going to coast to victory here. He clearly has top five upside, even if he hasn't cracked the top five at the quarterback position this season. And the addition of Jameson Williams coming back will definitely be a boost for Jared Goff. How much playing time is Jameson Williams going to get this week? Probably not a lot, but as the season prolongs, they're definitely going to look to go balls deep with Jamison Williams. Next up, we got the Atlanta Titans at the Indianapolis Colts, the Titans at the Colts. Ryan Tannehill looked fine last week, right? Ryan Tannehill has had some pretty up and down games this season. He's never really been fantastic. He's had games where he looks like he has no idea what he's doing. He has no idea how to read a defense. He was fine last week against Cincy, but if we're being honest, it looks like Tannehill has lost a step. Now, I'm not saying that he needs to fucking retire or something, but he doesn't look like the Ryan Tannehill of the last couple of years. And if you just go back a couple of years ago, Tannehill was a legitimate top 12 quarterback, in my opinion, in the NFL. Maybe that's a little ambitious, like at least a middle of the road top 18 quarterback. Remember when he took over for Marcus Mariota? He was really balling out of control. Recently, he's kind of slowed down. That's okay, right? He's only been a top 18 quarterback once this season. That's fine, right? If the Titans run game works well here against the Colts, then they can definitely beat the Colts, right? Tannehill's not that bad, but he's not start worthy for fantasy. You want to know who is start worthy? Anthony Richardson of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I remember in the offseason, all the commenters, now it wasn't all of you, a lot of you were joining with me, right? If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. But if you were there in the summer, you're with me banging the drum for Richardson, you feel like a fucking genius right now. There were a lot of people that said, Nick, oh my God, he's a rookie. Aren't you worried about the fact that Shane Steichen is a first year head coach? Aren't you worried that just because you talked about how Jalen Hurts worked really well with Shane Steichen, that doesn't mean Richardson's gonna work, Nick. Don't you remember in Florida, chomp, 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 Richardson wasn't the greatest passer, Nick, don't you remember? Yeah, I do remember. But Anthony Richardson has been downright fan-fucking-tastic. Him or C.J. Stroud are going to win Rookie of the Year. Richardson's already missed some time, so that's kind of cucking him early, but it is a long season. In games where he has played a majority of the snaps, he has been a top-four quarterback. This week, he faces a terrible pass defense. Now, I do worry slightly that the Titans' run defense is going to somewhat limit this offense, whether Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss are the starting running back. We still don't know yet, but... Anthony Richardson relies on the run. He's going to try to run. I don't know if the, the Titans are going to be able to stop Richardson, but they may be able to stop the rushing attack of Zach Moss enough to kind of limit the offense. But again, Anthony Richardson going up against a soft pass defense. So if Richardson just stands there in the pocket and passes with Michael Pittman, Josh Downs, Alec Pierce, and the tight end group that they have, oh, Ali Cox, the other guys, then you're going to be pretty happy with Richardson. Is this going to be his best game of the season? Maybe, maybe not. But I will assure you that you need to be playing Anthony Richardson right now because this guy's been playing off the chain, as the kids say. Next up, we got the New York football giants at my Miami Dolphins, the greatest football team to a tongue of Iloa. Now, definitely a down game last week against the Bills as the quarterback 18. Tua threw one touchdown, but he really threw two. But it didn't count because Eichenberg's dumbass, the Dolphins replacement center for Connor Williams, 
accidentally move too far up the field. You stupid fuck. You almost got Tua killed in that game because you couldn't stop me. I'll hit the fucking swim move and hit you into Middle Earth like my name was Ray goddamn Lewis. I'm gonna send, like, I could get through Eichenberg. He's that fucking bad. I hate Eichenberg. This guy's gonna get Tua murdered. Sorry for yelling. But hey, this is a cupcake matchup, so even if Eichenberg is playing, Tua should be fine. That Giants pass rush is dog shit. The Giants team is a disaster. Brian Dayball's fat ass looks like an idiot on the sideline calling plays while their offensive line crumbles like a goddamn cookie. So Tua is bouncing back. I get that he didn't look the best against the Bills, but I promise you that the Giants aren't going to play the same defense the Bills do. The Giants are going to sit in zone and just get relentlessly butt-fucked by Tua Tungavailoa. This man might hang fitty in this matchup. You better believe it. Danny Dimes of the Giants. He's close to being a start. The Dolphins' defense is a disaster. Straight up cheeks. But I simply don't trust Daniel Jones. He has been bad all season outside of that one game against the Cardinals where he didn't even look good in the first half, just the second half. And things don't appear to be getting any better with this disaster of an offensive line. They're a fucking turnstile. And it's like when you go in the subway in New York City, you know, there's a turnstile and some motherfuckers just hurtle over that bastard like they're at the Olympic Games with Mario and Sonic. That's what the offensive, the offensive line is terrible. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints at the New England Deflatriots. Mac Jones was so bad last week that he finished outside of the top 32 quarterbacks. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Outside of week one, which feels like an anomaly at this point against the Eagles, he has been flat out dog shit. He is only start worthy against matchups where the defense goes to the school of blind and deaf, where the defense is legitimately incompetent. That's not what you're getting this week up against that Saints defense. They are basically the exact opposite of that. Derek Carr, formerly of the Raiders, uh, Carr should not have played last week. Should not have played. He did not look good. It was very clear that that shoulder injury was fucking him up. Maybe he needed good old Deshaun Watson massage. Even if you take the shoulder injury out of the equation for this week, right? I get that the Patriots defense was limp dick last week against uh, the, the Cowboys, right? I, I get that this Patriots defense has really lived up to expectations. But Eric Carr hasn't looked great this season either. And I think the Patriots still, Bill Belichick's system is good enough to stop a guy like Derek Carr. Maybe it won't work against the Cowboys, right? Especially when Mac Jones is throwing a gazillion interceptions. But uh, it, it will work against Derek Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, last night, Tuesday, as I'm recording today's video, you're watching it on Wednesday. Obviously, that's why it's nighttime. You know, Kenny Pickett practiced the knee injury. I don't understand how he could play after that injury. I don't get it. I thought Kenny Pickett was done for at least two to three games. Practiced. Like Tomlin kind of did his matrix move around the questions about Kenny Pickett. So who knows if Pickett's going to play this week? But I'll tell you right now, if Pickett plays, I'm not playing him. That small hands bastard. Kissing Teddy's Mitchell Trubisky. He could lead the Steelers to a win. It wouldn't surprise me if, if uh, Mitch pulled a rabbit out of the hat and played good here. But again, even if he leads them to a win, it's not going to be because Trubisky throws four fucking touchdowns, goes out there like a surgeon. It'll be because he just doesn't throw a bunch of interceptions. They're able to establish the run with Najee and Jalen Warren, and, like, Trubisky just does enough to win. So he won't be start-worthy for fantasy. But at this point, like, Kenny Pickett looks so bad that, like, I'd rather just watch Trubisky because at least it's fun to watch Trubisky. 
Uh, for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, top four quarterback and back-to-back Michael Jordan, 96-97 weeks. Outside of a down week, week one against the Texans, where they were kind of just plowing them out. They're just running the ball a lot, and Lamar kind of... I don't remember how many times he fumbled, or even fumbled in that game, and the other team recovered it, the Texans. But it was just bad. Like, it, it did not pass the eye test. Lamar looked sluggish there. But outside of that game, he has looked nothing shy of fantastic. Now, they probably won't have Odell Beckham Jr. or Rashad Master Bateman, but even with Zay Flowers and Nelson Aguilar and Devin DuVernay and Marky Mark Andrews, Mr. Lamar Jackson's going to be just fine. And again, we just saw, I know this is a tough matchup on paper, but we just saw Stroud take him out back, right? We saw Stroud murder him last week. So I think Lamar should be just fine. Next up, we move to a glorious matchup of the Philadelphia Eagles at the Los Angeles Rams. Probably my favorite matchup of the day. The Jags versus Bills is fun, but it's in London. So like, you know, all the craziness gets added to it. If it was just in Jacksonville or Buffalo, it would be a little bit more fun. Plus, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't been, I don't really drink that much. I drink like probably once a month. But, like, being hungover and watching the London game is, like, a terrible experience. Makes you want to fucking drink more just watching that shit because of how bad it is half the time. But, uh, still a fun game. I'll be up at 9 a.m. to watch that shit. So, Jalen Hurts going up against the Rams. Now, last week looked, to me, like the most complete game from the Eagles' offense. Now, that wasn't technically Jalen Hurts' best finish at quarterback. I believe it was that primetime game against the Minnesota Vikings. But to me, that looked like the best Hurts has looked all season. Now, it's a solid matchup this week, right? The Rams' defense is a little sneaky. They're definitely better than I thought they were going to be, but they are no 85 Bears. Regardless, though, you're starting fucking Oz. You're not starting fucking Jalen Hurts. You're starting Jalen Hurts every single week, right? I don't need to tell you that. You already knew that, right? You didn't have to. If Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, you probably didn't need to watch this video. You already knew that you were going to start him. Matthew Stafford, quarterback, 15 last week, dealing with a hip bruise, but is expected to play. The Eagles defense hasn't lived up to expectations, but Stafford is a huge start because this isn't the most ideal situation, but he may have Cooper cut back, like, and he has looked good enough to start. But again, the fact that he's dealing with the hip injury does scare me. But again, there are four teams on by, so there are some quarterbacks in this video, just like the ones we are about to get to, that scare me, right? Boo! But I have to start them, like, like Stafford, because there's teams missing. And as we go deeper into the season, there's going to be even more teams on bye weeks. So that'll be fun. But before we can get on into the rest of the games here at the quarterback position, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play. Pick them for the NFL in the whole entire universe. And Underdog has a great offer for you guys today. On Thursday Night Football this week, you have higher than half of a total yard for Justin Fields. We are going to select that. That could be one rushing yard, one passing yard, as long as he gets one passing or rushing yard, you are going to hit this. And then you have to match it with one other pick. Now, I'm being, recording this video early on in Tuesday in the morning. As we get later on in the day and closer to Thursday, there'll be more options for you to select. For instance, we will go with higher than one and a half passing touchdown for Sam Howell. This could be a higher scoring game. If both of those hit, you will get three times your entry fee that you enter on this. If you do Three picks, it's six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. If this does interest you, make sure that you check out the link in the description or in the pinned comment or use promo code NOTORIOUS for a first match deposit bonus 
up to $500 through October 4th. So if you deposit today, you deposit $500, they'll give you an additional $500. If you want to do just 100, it's additional 100, 50 additional 50, 25 additional 25. The minimum deposit is $10. You have to live in one of these states on the screen right now. And if you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things. Next, we move to the Bengals at the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is exactly where one of these quarterbacks shouldn't be a start, but they are because of the bye weeks. Joe Burrow, this guy fucking sucks, right? I'm not going to sit here and have a roast session about Joe Shiesty. If there were no bye weeks, there is a zero, zilch percent chance that this man is a start. If I'm being honest with you, he is the very last quarterback. I would rather start Joshua Dobbs over Joe Burrow. Who the fuck would have thought that that would be a word or a sentence uttered this season? No one. No one. I am just praying to the football gods above that Joe Burrow figures it out. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's the injury. I don't know if it's the fucking mental right hand, the injury left hand over the top that is taking this guy out. It seems like it's a mixture of both. Joe Burrow looks legitimately bad. Like, Daniel Jones looks better than Joe Burrow. Now, Joe Burrow's a little bit better looking of a man. You know, fucking Daniel Jones looks like he does your taxes. Joe Shiesty looks like he could be on the cover of some magazine. I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine. But yeah, Joe Burrow looks like shit. I'm being honest with you. You start him, you get what's coming to you. Now, I'm not going to list him as a sit. And hopefully people listen to what I say. And are just like, Nick, you fucking idiot. I'm not starting Joe Burrow, you stupid motherfucker. Because that's what people do, right? They just skip through the video. They say, oh my God, Nick, is Joe Burrow listed as a start this guy? Right? That's what people do. Don't do that. Watch the video. Watch yourself. Shake your ass. You know, pay attention. What's happening? On the, you know, it's not just what's on the screen. It's what I... Well, so again, he's the quarterback 31 on the season. Quarterback 31. It's bad. Really bad. Honestly, the Bengals should just sit him and play like Josh McCown who's behind him or whoever the fuck is behind him. Jake Browning, anyone. A.J. McCarron is the guy. A.J. McCarron's behind him. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. He has upside, clearly, because his receiver core is loaded even without T. He Higgins potentially missing, but man, oh man. Joe Burrow has sucked. Joshua Dobbs, again, I feel more confident in Dobbs right now than Burrow. He has two top eight performances and a top 16 game outside of week one against Washington. He's been great. Since he de defense is kind of suspect. So roll out Josh Dobbs. If you have Burrow, just pick up Josh Dobbs and play him. Next up, we got the New York Jumbo Jets at the Denver Broncos in mile high. Both quarterbacks are a sit here. Now, Zach could actually outscore Joe Burrow. Zach looked really good last week. I'm going to give him credit. 28 for th of 39 for 245 yards and two tugs versus the Chiefs in prime time. Now, ultimately, he kind of sealed the fate of the Jets with that fumble, but there was also kind of that fumble. There was also kind of that bullshit pass interference or holding, whatever they called on that, on Sauce. I think Sauce Gardner is a holding merchant. He, like, basically does that thing to some of these receivers where he, like, holds them like the Titanic pose, you know what I'm talking about? But... In that situation, I didn't really think it was a hole, but it, it is what it is. The problem is there is zero reason to believe that Zach Wilson can actually do this twice in a row. There's no reason to believe that he can do it. He just hasn't done it. Now, he 
He does have some upside, even though I do believe he's a set. Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos. Jets defense was on fraudulent watch. I'm going to be honest with you. The Jets defense was looking pretty fraud. You know, week one, they put Josh Allen in a fucking box. They had him playing mental gymnastics against himself, throwing a million picks. But uh, the Jets defense after that was looking kind of fraudulent. And then bada bing, bada boom, step inside the room. They showed, they showed up last week against Mahomes. So, while Russ has looked good this season, I'll give him some credit. I know that the Broncos as a whole are a fucking flaming pile of dog shit. Russ has looked pretty good. He's got some great weapons of Sutton, Judy, Marvin Mimsy, but he's not startable for me up against that Jets defense. Next up, we move to the final game before Sunday night football, and then obviously Monday night football, so it's like second to last game. Chiefs at Vikings. This is a wet dream matchup here. This is one of those where I'm going to go to sleep on Saturday night just thinking about this game, right? I'm going to wake up with a fucking hard on thinking about this one. Chiefs, Vikings, baby. Now, I know. Nick Mahomes looked bad last week against the Jets. Well, oh boy. I sound like Mickey Mouse again. Oh, uh, but yeah. The Vikings defense is dog shit. Now they look good against the Panthers, but they're dog shit. Uh, I get that Mahomes had a down game against the Jets, but doesn't matter. Quarterback 17 last week. This matchup is, again, it is a wet dream. He has yet to finish as a top three quarterback position, uh, quarterback this season. But this will be the spot for him to be the quarterback one. I think I've said um like four times in this video, which I hate. I hate saying that word because I feel like it makes me look stupid. But I don't edit it out because, again, I've talked about this a bunch. I never edit stuff out. It's just a real video. Like the only time that there's like a pause is when I have to scratch my balls or something. <laughs> you think that's what I'm doing when there's a pause, like I'm taking a drink of water or something. Sometimes I scratch my balls, though. Next up, we got our Kirko Chains, Kirk Thuggins. Worst game of the season against the Panthers, but it's okay. Okay, it's going to be fine. Don't worry. He actually looked fine that game, but the two interceptions sunk his ship, even though he threw two touchdowns. So again, it was a decent game when you watched it, but that interception was bad. And then Kirk Cousins went for the tackle, and that was also bad. Like, if you're Kirk Cousins, just make a business decision. Try to, like, get caught blocking someone, right? You don't have to actually block them, right? But you just pretend to block them. You fake fall over. It is what it is, right? And no one's going to judge you. But when you go flying towards the guy that picked you, you just look foolish. Uh, better days are ahead, though, for Kirk Cousins, especially here in what may be a very, very, very high-scoring game. Next up, we got, because you waited all day for Sunday night, the Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers, Dickie Dak Prescott versus Purdy, because you waited all day for Sunday night. I wish I was better at singing. Sorry about that. Uh, if I fucking burned your ears off there. Uh, Purdy, big cock. Brock has been a top 13 quarterback in three out of four games. Currently the quarterback 11 on the season. Now this is no cupcake matchup, but he's still reliable with even further upside. If Debo decides to actually play and not be a decoy, Dak Prescott is at the fringe of being a start worthy. He has been severely underwhelming. He's not just underwhelming. He is severely underwhelming where the severely is in all caps. Right, I would still start him here, but he is close to a bottom of the barrel start up against a stout 49ers defense. Final game here, Monday Night Football. Jordan Love, be tender, love me sweet versus maybe Jimmy Garoppolo or maybe Aiden O'Connell. Jordan Love has been a top 12 quarterback in three or four games, and he is the quarterback three on the season. Now he looked a little lost. He did a map last week against the Lions, but we've been talking about this all week with the running back, the receiver starts it. 
And even in the defenses to stream video, because I like the Lions this week. The Lions defense every week has looked better. Like, I know they look pretty good against the Chiefs week one, but they've kept getting better. It's not just Aiden Hutchinson versus the world anymore. Now he gets a cakewalk of a matchup against the Raiders. So I'm starting him with confidence. I get that Jordan Love struggled last week. Again, he really didn't look good. I know this might sound crazy if I said this five weeks ago before the season, but Jordan Love kind of has a decent leash on him, right? You're not just pulling the plug instantly on Jordan Love after one bad game. He's been really fucking good this season. Again, he's the quarterback three out in the air. No one saw that coming. I was a Jordan Love truther. I talked about it all offseason, how I like Jordan Love more than most people. And he even fucking leapfrogged over my expectations. And guess what? Christian Watson's back, hopefully at full form. They got Jaden Reed, Romeo throw up a dob, Romeo Dobbs. Got a lot of options. Luke Musgrave, who hopefully will be back. And Aaron Jones. No, AJ Dillon's basically as useful as a fucking paperweight, but Aaron Jones, pretty good. Final guy here, Jimmy Guap, Jimmy G-Spot, Jimmy Pornstar, Jimmy Garoppolo, the Italian stallion of the Raiders. Uh, Josh McDaniel said that Jimmy Guap will be the starter when healthy as of Tuesday night as I'm recording this. Little uh, behind the scenes. He is still in the concussion protocol. I think Jimmy G is start worthy in easy matchups, right? When you get, you know, if he was playing against the Raiders defense, the boom, you fire him up. But uh, Jimmy misses. I mean, th this matchup against the Packers just isn't that. I hope that would be very clear to anyone watching. Jimmy misses. Aiden O'Connell was just okay last week. Again, wasn't amazing. Lost them the game, but not really. Fucking rookie. Wasn't the super high round pick. Goes out there, plays decent, right? Nothing wrong with that, right? It's not like you were expecting Aiden O'Connell to go out there and look like Patrick Mahomes. Again, he was okay, but up against the Packers defense, certainly not start worthy. And he looks like the cop from that one movie. And I can't think of the movie off of my head. I'm going to have to Google it. I'm going to have to Google it. It's going to be funny when you hear it. And you probably already thought of it. You, you know, if, you, if you're a cinephile, like, uh, his name too. Like the guy in the Lonely Island song, Johnny Depp, Flying Squid. You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to skip to both of those references. <laughs> the joke here, now that I had to Google the fucking references, because it's too late at night for my dumb ass to be able to pull these things from my brain. It is Captain Jack Sparrow's song is with Michael Bolton. And then the joke about the cop guy that Aiden O'Connell legitimately looks like. Look, like, look up Aiden O'Connell on Google. Then look up Farva from Super Troopers. That's a funny-ass movie. Look alike. So thank you guys all so much for watching. I love you guys all so much, genuinely. Thank you guys for all the support you guys have shown me this season. I love you guys more than anything on this earth. It, it means the world to me that you guys watch these videos. You listen to me speak all the time. It's truly humbling seeing all the success I've seen this year. And again, none of this could be done without you guys, right? If none of you guys are here, I'm just talking to a fucking monitor and webcam. And I love you guys all so much. Thank you guys for everything. I haven't seen any of the videos on the screen. Make sure you check them out. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button or click on my logo on the screen. Hit that, hit that like button as well. Follow me on Twitter at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you want to check out the Patreon, $7.50 linked in the video description. Love you guys all so much. Have a great one. And as always, good boy.